Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We are the Forbidden Love Rugby Podcast, and we are back once again with Ed and Mikey. How are you doing, boys? Hello. Good, good. Yeah, you all right? Yeah, not too bad, yeah. Not too bad. Um, I don't know whether we're calling this season two or not, boys. Like, have, have, is, have we started Ooh. in earnest now, or are we still pre-season uh, ramblings? Uh, yeah, well, is it, what's it two, week, three, two, three weeks of the World Cup? Maybe yeah. final is pre-season the... game. Yeah, well, I, th- I think the you know the the preseasons are over, mm. but are we now previewing the season over into a mm. over into season two proper? It's a bit of a bit of a gregarious, like isn't it? Sort of a bit of a bit of a melt from one to the other, quite organically, some would say. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, I think we should keep calling these previews, and then mm. the the one that's actually previewing the Fiji match in a couple of weeks' time, maybe that can be season episode season one, season two, episode one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm done with that. That feels awesome. Right. So yeah, for those of you who are interested in interacting with properly indexed podcasts, you can find us on. Elon Musk's X. We are at FL Rugby Pod. I'm at RJJ Blue and Black. How do the good folk of the internet get in touch with you, Ed? Uh, it will be at Eddie Rugby E I have decided I'm going to come back to Twitter because trying to find rugby information out anyway, any other way than Twitter is seemingly <laughs> long-winded and uh, unachievable. Welcome back, yeah. Ed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, happy to have you. Uh, just, just, just as Twitter descends into a dumpster fire, yeah. I can also recommend the rugby union thread on on Reddit. Actually, That's, oh nice, yeah. too bad it's all in there. Uh, and how about you, uh, Mr. Mikey? Oh come on, we know by now, I'm sure. But it's uh, for those who don't, and any new listeners, of course, uh, it's Mikey SRS or lowercase. And for those of you who don't know, I don't know if it matters. Excellent. I would also like to say you can email us should you wish to do so. I know some people are into the old e-mither, as Lee would say. Uh, we are, Christ, it's been a long time since I was about to say this. I think we are forbiddenloverugby at gmail.com. And we always enjoy your correspondences whenever we get them. So, uh, yeah, please do get should, in touch. If you... Should we have a pure box as well? A pure box? <laughs> are you expecting luxurious gifts off our uh... well I don't know like you know we, we, we're in a period of time in life where we're sort of reverting back aren't we like I mean we're back to vinyl now in some cases oh sorry I completely misheard you a P.O. Oh, box yeah, I, I was like, oh, yeah, I was like a pure box <laughs> a box a box in which oh. you keep just rugby stuff well you can have one of them as well I don't know yeah, like yeah. a P.O. box like you know you say P.O. box at blah yeah, blah blah okay. whatever like I don't know yeah alright well Read out your home address later. All and, right, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a bit of a breach of GDPR, really, is it? Uh, absolutely. It's one thing his podcast knows is how to breach GDPR. <laughs> right, Dan. Uh, Mikey, you were at the South Africa game, and I didn't actually get to see it. So you and Ed are going to be walking us through the recap of what happened there. But you were actually at the stadium. How, how did there. you find it? Absolutely, it was great. A uh, lot, a hell of a lot of South African supporters about. And... Uh, and it, I have been to the stadium for a while, and uh, we've we've ticked off two two games this uh, this preseason or sort of summer series. And um, I much preferred the atmosphere with the South Africa game. It felt more like the the, the buzz of an international day. Like uh, there were some road closures around Cardiff here, yeah, and sort of walking in from maybe parked up last time. Like, and um, but I don't you just felt the buzz. People walking around, sort of like it had that sort of fizz about it, kind of thing. And um, and I, I want to say there was a 50-50 split in the stadium. 
because when yeah, um, that much. Mm, I'd say so because when uh, the South African national anthem started, there was a lot of singing, and I was just, I did feel whether they were going to drown us out. Yeesh. I mean, it's it's rare that Hayenard uh, van Harde does get uh, yeah drowned out, isn't it? That's, and, uh... and, and every time South Africa scored, like the place was up in arms. Yeah, and like I couldn't believe it. It was great I, to I see. Did... Like, yeah, yeah. Did, did you manage to catch it live, Ed? Yeah, I watched it. Uh, watched it live. Um... I was trying to keep an eye out. My dad's choir was singing on the field beforehand. Oh, nice. Uh, nice. Not just by themselves. I think he said there was a couple of other choirs and over 100, 100 choristers in total. But uh, <laughs> I, I was in that choir for, for a little bit. And one of my dreams was to, uh, was to sing on the stadium pitch before a game. Uh, and ultimately left the choir because I couldn't commit to this to to learning all the songs and uh, and then like what was it a year or two years later they're singing in the stadium I rue the day that I decided to leave but you know oh, I didn't I catch in unfortunately but uh, <laughs> I uh, I wish I turned off after that to be honest <laughs> yeah, yeah well I, I was actually at a, a festival uh, from Wednesday until Sunday morning. And nice. I'd made it my I'd made it my goal to avoid the score. Uh, like the signal at this festival was always pretty bad. Anyway, I mean it's like twelve thousand people in a field in a rural area. The four G's never up to much. Um, but I needed to check how much money you were spending, so I just quickly turned the internet back on. Oh, no. And I've got I've forgotten. I've got the I get these little notifications about like live scores, and I've never yeah. had to turn them off before. It's never crossed my mind because I'm, I'm always watching. And I saw the score, but I didn't have any of the other information that went with it, like um, the the pre match injuries, for example. So I was like. Oh, shit, you know, how was it? How was a team with you know Dan Vega starting to fly half coped with having <laughs> you know forty points per on us? Uh, but yeah, it turns out lads, it was some pre-match injuries. Yeah, I think um, it was bigger, and uh, Cuthbert pulled up before the match. I think uh, he brought in Tom Rogers straight straight swap for Cuthbert and moved Costello up to the bench. No, from yeah, the bench, I... sorry, to the to start in. Uh, yeah, and it's, it was a, f- a funny one, really, as well, because um, did we think this is just Gatlin shenanigans didn't want to risk Bigger and Cuthbert? Because, well, Bigger in particular, because I guess he knew he was going to the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, Cuthbert, though, bit of a weird one, that, because, mm. yeah, as as you pointed out off air, Ed, um, they, they sort of said it was precautionary, which sort of, sort of implies that he would have been in the final squad then. Yeah, so like the way the way it was worded um, was was indicating that you know well he's got a tight calf we don't want to risk him because we're we're not you know this is me filling in the blanks here but like it was almost like the rest of the sentence was because we're taking him in in the squad to France so to uh, you know unless they were just doing him a due service and thinking don't don't ruin your chance for the season. Yeah, for the rest of them, the selection for the six, six Nations, possibly as well. Like, and... yeah, or they were thinking, you know, first first wing call up cover. Yeah, if, if things go south in France, like. And I suppose what I suppose if you have to make a cut, make a call on players, then they haven't seen Cuthbert. Yeah. So, as 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 much of a service they may well have been doing him, have they done a have they done him a disservice where they could have given him an hour just to have a look at him? Yeah, because if I recall correctly as well, he didn't make it to all of the training camps either, did he? I think yeah. he stayed behind for the Switzerland one or the Turkey one. Yeah, maybe. that's it. 
Yeah, that's yeah. right. So I, I think he'll be a bit upset by that because probably, realistically, it would have been his last chance for a World Cup. Probably. Um, he's probably he's, he's in that sort of like generation of players where like, you know, this was yeah. their last roll of the dice along with probably yeah. the likes of um, Dan Lidiat and George yeah. North. Yeah. yeah. More on that in a bit. Um, but from, from what I can gather, it probably wasn't quite as bad as the scoreline makes out. And I've been listening to a few other rugby pods today and the consensus seems to be that like Wales will have learned more than South Africa. South Africa have basically learned that if you put the kids out against South Africa, South Africa will win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Like, and um, uh, it was pretty much, bar maybe one or two, a full noise South Africa. And, and, and bar one or two, and I don't think them one or two would make much of a difference anyway. I mean, like, um, particularly if you look at, uh, I think Faf is starting against New Zealand that one Friday. Yeah, and uh, you had the is it um, Hendrix starting mm-hmm. uh, nine. He's no slouch. He's no mug. Great yeah. player. And it's it's kind of like that. Like they seem to have like two or three guys in each position who are fizzing all the time. Yeah. It's a luxury. I mean, if, if you were to say how many of the Welsh players were got into that South Africa twenty three, oh, it's, it's not many, is it? Um, <laughs> if is that is that an open question? I think maybe Jack Morgan would have been one, but was he going to push out Khaleesi? Oh, I tell you, Jack, yeah, I'd probably not, actually. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's not blow too much smoke up the kids' ass. I mean, like, he's, he's got the talent, he's got the potential, but, yeah. uh, you know, Khaleesi's won a World Cup. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it seemed like quite a nervy, from the highlights I've seen, quite a nervy and inaccurate Wales performance. I mean, you had the, the Grady sort of offload to... He- Somebody to score a try. The South Africa, the offload of South Africa. Well done, yeah, well agreed. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. From what I gather, I mean, like at, at that point, he did look a bit like he was going into touch anyway, and I, you know, I think he got spun around a bit too quick. Yeah, we thought he may have been sort of passing back into the end goal, maybe to someone who thought he thought was behind him, and sort of got sort of caught out in space. But um, mm. uh, yeah, there's a, there was a few things I sort of picked. Johnny Williams was outstanding. He was oh, okay. cutting angles and crashing up and sort of not playing like a man possessed. And I, like, again, this is, listen to some, some other things as well. And Johnny Williams played himself. If he wasn't already in the mines, he definitely played himself into the mines and onto the the Eurostar. <laughs> but I don't um, think they can afford the Eurostar anymore. Yeah, just, probably uh... just the Edwards coaches from Cardiff, I expect. Yeah, they'll stop a lead, Alamy. Yeah, um, yeah. Don't a hive. Yeah, have a little look around the shop there. Don't at Smiths. On the boat, I yeah, on, on board, boat. is it? Boat. I, I think it's a boat, boat jobby. <laughs> and um, yeah, you know, it's it's the summer, so the chop, the crossing won't be too choppy for him. Yeah, and, and then a uh, nice, nice little coach trip then down through northern France. I think it's... Yeah, something else that rankled me a bit as well with Cost Costello. Okay, it was a one passenger play where he kind of wormed his way in, for the want of a better word. He was sort of like scrum whoever's. Passing from the base of the scrub could have been scrum off, can't remember, but like he'd already passed Johnny Williams. Uh-huh. But Costello kind of like uh, got himself in the way and added a little set of hands. I didn't see yeah. that too necessary. And it was sort of things like, like, like almost like Costello needed to be there. Yeah. Like just yeah. Didn't, didn't need to be there. There was, um, it's probably about the fourth time I've name checked Blood and Mud rugby podcast today, but uh, they also pointed out actually <laughs> that like, 
it did seem for a lot of the Wales players they were kind of playing like individuals trying yep. to get selected. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, totally agree with that. And I think Kai Evans could have done himself a service by passing. Yeah, because so I think in many ways he came out of that game with some credit, perhaps, but that not choosing not to pass it or yeah. not being able to get the pass away or not being confident enough to get the yeah. pass away, I think really counted against him. That, 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 if he able to pass it in that instance, would have shown a lot of maturity. I think that would have stead him yeah. put him in good stead for the next four years. But well, even a kick, I mean, yeah. he's a really adept kicker as well. Like He's got yeah. a good boot, a fairly accurate boot. So, um, yeah, it seemed like I think he maybe got caught in two or three minds there and um, the net result was he got tackled. And, 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 um, um, and as a player, you're always told, keep hold of it. Yeah, yeah. He did nothing wrong, essentially. Yeah. He kept yeah. hold of it, but it would have shown a sign of maturity if he managed to get that pass away or like maybe maybe a kick into the corner, which would have put, uh, given a, a, a good South Africa line out, a bit of, put a bit of pressure on on them like but yeah we did not well the hilarious thing about line which was that was that was our best line out yeah. <laughs> yeah so I, I i did see something where um the i think jonathan is john humphrey still the forward coach i'm yeah I've, i'm still a, somehow yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like i will i will never truly believe this has happened um <laughs> he came out and said something along the lines of basically yeah we we just tried something new with the core yeah i know by now in Twickenham, and that's why it all went to pot. But yeah, as we said last week, like you'd like to think there was a backup strategy. Like at halftime, somebody would go, "Okay, forget that. Go back yeah. to what we know." Yeah. Unless they were, and if they did, don't... and if 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 it was messing up, and they didn't identify, then that's quite bad as well. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't take a genius to work out. Like, sort of, right? This isn't working. It doesn't take ten minutes to work that out. It doesn't take ten lineouts to work that out. God no. Um, and then. South Africa's interception try. Have to talk about it. Oh, Peter Steph could have gone on his own. <laughs> didn't didn't he get the legs? He was and he was keeping pace with Creel after he'd offloaded to Creel. Yeah, he, he was. Like, he was unreal. He was, he was like, being nice. Yeah, he was. Uh, he's like right, but if you if you do mess this up, I'm still here. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he didn't he didn't <laughs> give up, and that's that's a sign of true passion. That is like in true like you know we've we've got to get over the line like kind of thing. And yeah, you know yeah. and and I um. I guess we we also need to talk about uh, Teddy Williams's yellow card on debut. <laughs> For what is Mikey Harris's cardinal sin? Collapsing a wall. <laughs> oh. wrong place, wrong time, wasn't it? I mean, like by from what you were saying in the in the the pre prod production meeting, yeah. um, like you know the 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 tenth penalty in the in the line of penalties, and he's the one to get a yellow card. Yeah, bless Which, him. I'm, yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing more of Teddy Williams in a way of shorts. Um, I think he's got it. Like he is young, but oh yeah. man, he's just so good in the lineouts. Like he's yeah. such a calm operator. He gets the ball back down to ground so quickly. He seems to be lifted quite easy. I don't know if he's is his jump in. I don't think he's particularly small or light. Um, a good, a good jumper will make a lift easier. Yeah, yeah. an assisted jump, lift or no. Call it what you want, like yes, someone who's a dead. Oh my god, just, they they could be light as a feather, but if they're not giving you yeah, a, yeah. a helping a helping boost, then you may as well be lifting I, a I, I'm, I'm sure Ed, you would have lifted or or tried to lift, like because I know I try to lift players with one jump, and it is fucking hard work. <laughs> you try doing that for eighty yes. minutes, like isn't it? it's it's difficult. It's just a, like I've seen I've known boys just like you know like see like a child will put their arms up and like what just <laughs> yeah, like, it's like a pet those old, old pencil dives yeah. you do into a pool. 
then they're just trying to do a reverse one of yeah. that. And just, just stiff as a beam. A, yeah. a reverse pencil dive. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody with like an half an ounce of spring will make it so much easier. Yeah. Just get a little spring, yeah. get, get the momentum going, and then once you once you sort of like got your squat, yep. thrust it through. Whoosh, up he goes. Yeah. This is some this is some technical, technical talk, lads. <laughs> Next week on Forwards Hour. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I guess finally then uh, Sam Harry's consolation try uh, probably sticks in the craw a little bit that he's not going. He's been, up. I think he's been one of the best, better performing hookers in the squad with the opportunities he's had. He's I mean, been, he's, he's the a, owner hooker that's blasted more than half a game. Yeah, <laughs> he's. Uh, I think the at worst he's been eye catching. You know, he's yeah. he's he had that fifty meter run last week. Yeah, he scored the try this week. Um. But I don't know if that's the sort of thing that Gatlin's looking for in his spreadsheets, perhaps. I, know. I think a lot's been said about Elias's scrummaging. Uh, by by all accounts, he's the best scrummaging hooker there. Uh, he must not be that badly injured. Mm. If they, they they must be expecting to have him for most of the group games. Yeah, yeah. I I think you're probably right there, but uh, I think I think he can be. Rightly aggrieved, he's not going. I think. Yeah, he's and he's played yeah. well for the Ospreys all season. He's he's been mm-hmm. scoring regular, playing playing really well as well, and yeah. you know, solid as you like. And you know, again, much in the same vein as Kieran Williams and his opportunities mm-hmm. with Wales mm-hmm. of this summer series. You know, he could do no more. Yeah, I mean, you you could have had a Ospreys front row as well. You know, yeah, realistically, definitely. Yeah, but it could be with Lake and with 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 the. I suppose Nicky he could be actually, yeah. Nicky Smith, Lake <laughs> yeah. and Francis, but like, you know, it would be true, true kudos to the Ospreys of supplying so many players and and being able to sort of like take that, having having that familiarity and I think familiarity in the front row is is worth a lot more than sort of in other areas of the game. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I'm with you. I'm with you, and I, I guess I, I I suppose from the management's point of view, it depends. How well the Ospreys' uh, tactics, I guess, and technicalities in those positions yeah. mesh with what Wales are trying to do. So yeah. it could actually be that an all Ospreys unit just doesn't do what um, Gatland wants it wants a Wales unit to do. But on the other hand, maybe sometimes you can take your inspiration from what's working at club level. I mean, you've seen that too. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not mutually exclusive. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, so on that, I guess we, we maybe should run through the squad. Um, we were chatting in the week when we boys about how, well, uh, Mike, you put forward the notion that perhaps there were quite a few players in the squad who are there for one reason and one reason only. Um, now it wouldn't be a forbidden love rugby podcast if we, uh, oh, hang on, breaking news. <laughs> Breaking oh, news live on the pod. This, you don't get this on other pods. Yeah. Uh, Owen Farrell handed a four-match ban. That's four matches. Um, right, first of all, let's take a quick look at England's fixture. This is the most exciting thing that's ever happened on this podcast. <laughs> uh, England. Lucky for it to only be four. Rugby fixtures. Um, right, while I'm looking this up, yeah. first of all, is this a blessing in disguise? I don't know. Let's um. I've just got the uh, the details open from Wales Online UFK. Okay? Should, should I get yes, to read, let's, run, let's run through them? Um, let's run through those. Uh, Owen Farrell missed the start of the Rugby World Cup after being handed a four-match ban for his red card against Wales. Uh, been the centre of a saga. 
which began with a yellow card, which was escalated to a red, um, then was dismissed. Uh, the disciplinary here in a week ago, uh, World Rugby has appealed. I think we we all more than aware of what's gone on since then. And yeah. today he's had his hearing, which started at seven thirty this morning, and has gone on far over twelve hours, which I think is ridiculous. Any longer, and they would have covered the first batch he's banned for. Yeah. Well, any longer, and I think he would have sort of <laughs> have to amalgamate with with Billy's, which is going to be tomorrow, which I think yeah. is probably going to. No, I mean, but um, world, world rugby, right? They they couldn't sort of no. They couldn't have it any other way. They, first of all, like it undermined the the bunker, and yeah. second of all, yeah. as soon as they've gone, ah, come on, we're like <laughs> we're appealing this. Like yeah. you, you knew, yeah. I feel like I knew the right one was on the wall at that point. Yeah, I mean, uh, I listening to, 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 to another rugby podcast earlier in about, about sort of the the appeals process, the band, etc. Like and. Sometimes, like in in some cases, the the, the ban gets mitigated down during the appeal itself. And oh, wow. If yeah, like if if said player comes in and you know acts accordingly, doesn't chuck oh, yeah, two no. doesn't chuck yeah. two fingers up to the like yeah 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 good behavior during the yeah. hearing. It's like what are they gonna do? Like just walk, walk, walk in with a cock out and wipe with the judge's face? Like well, yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that, that, that isn't mitigation. You can't yeah. do that. Yeah. I mean, but like yeah, that, that's just like all right. The, the ban isn't really what it says it is on paper no. like this. No. Okay, so four matches then. Uh, so it's the, it's the Fiji friendly this weekend. Um, the opening match against Argentina. The subsequent match against Japan. So that's the two biggies in the group stage. Um, yeah. And yeah. Finally, Chile. So they'll put him back for the Samoa game uh, at the end of the group stage. Oh, wouldn't it be? Oh, well. The, uh, 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 given Welcome sort of back. like um, Welcome back, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, absolutely. Like, and you know, depending on where, depending, right, on where Samoa are, is he going to fizz someone up yeah. enough to go fuck it? It's it's not beyond the realms of possibility, and I think we'll try and do our little World Cup war game later. That Samoa at that point may have pipped Japan into third place, the way Japan have been yeah. playing. Um, and you know, last game of the pool, nervy England. Yeah, they may have already lost yeah. Argentina by that point. That'd be a that'd be a lovely think, game for them to come back. They will have, I think. <laughs> yeah, there, there's been a lot of um, Pacific rugby noise about yeah. the discrepancies yeah. between punishment for second tier and uh, first tier nations 100%. in in uh, situations like this, and they're not happy bunnies. <laughs> no, and rightly so. No, absolutely not. Okay, well that was exciting, lads. Yeah. Um, Apologies, <laughs> sort of. No, 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 don't apologize. Like this, uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you brought it up. Um, the, the the irony is that by the time people actually we record this and people listen to it, that won't be breaking news anymore. But uh, the excitement will still carry <laughs> yeah. through. I'm sure. We could well be, be palpable. Could well have been one of the first pods to break breaking news. We should stream live. See. And oh then... God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if my bandwidth could handle that. Like, uh, this platform yeah. is glitchy enough without the <laughs> without the stress of live streaming uh, on top of it. Okay, we're going to do the whale squad. Um, and as I was saying, Mikey, you were talking about players maybe who've got, uh, let's just say, one weapon in their armory. Um, but as I was yeah. saying, it, it wouldn't be the Forbidden Love Rugby podcast if we didn't disagree. Um, so I've done a little bit of trying to slot people into categories of positions they can cover as well. But I, I will say, in terms of luxury players, we we do have some, and, the, and there were some in the wider squad who are out and out 
that's their position. You can see why they're there. Um, but I guess as we go through, and I think particularly in the forwards, it might be handy if you uh, point out the one-trick pony, so to speak. We can have a think about that because there are definitely some in there. Um, looking at you, Dan, idiot. And uh, yeah, we can uh, really discuss row. this as we come across them. But in the backs, you could argue there's quite a, uh, quite a. There's a lot of options. You can you can shove people around quite a bit, and yeah. they won't be inexperienced in the position you put them. Now, I'm going to heavily caveat all of this with saying right, we're going to do their main position and then the positions they can cover, right? Um, yeah. So like, and some of these will be in an emergency. So we, we, if we start at the fullbacks, then right, like Liam Williams and Lee Halfpenny are the fullbacks. Yeah, but in an emergency, they can they can both cover the wing. Yeah, I like yeah. I'd be worried now for old man Halfpenny. Yeah, definitely wing. But you know, if if his injuries, that's what he'd be doing. I would like to see him slot in the ten if necessary. <laughs> okay, Andy Howell. <laughs> <laughs> I was just see with, with, with the boot like in a first receiver sort of job. Yeah, I, I suppose the other thing, mind is. Um, you know, we've got two fairly feisty nippies, scrum halves, yeah, and Sam Carcelo, who could also probably cover the wing <laughs> in an emergency. I mean, like, you know, yeah, we've been there where scrum halves have covered wings in World Cups and done and it's, really, and really it's well. worked, and it's worked. Yeah, yeah but I, I think of the fullbacks knocking about this season; those are the, the the best, actually. Like, there aren't any injured fullbacks who are better. No, no, they they both look close to their best. Oh, they did. Yeah, they they had done over this. Had very good summer series. Yeah, but a, a, a little word then for Kai Evans, who's missed out and can cover ten, as we saw. Um, I, I feel like he was probably always going to miss out, but I think yeah. he might have given a better account of himself this summer than we maybe all thought he was going to. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, uh, I was not expecting much. Played better than I probably was expecting, and. I think, you know, definitely would be happy to see him in the 15 shirt again for Wales. Mm. He's, de- yeah. he's definitely in, the, in in that world now. And I think, you know, give him four years with another 30 plus caps under his under his belt, we'll do him a world of good. And being in the Dragon squad where you suggest he's going to get the lion's share of the games mm. at fullback and slipping in at 10... Swapping about with with Angus where is necessary. I, I would like to see if if possible him develop some more pace. Like I don't know how much yeah. how feasible that is. I, I think that's the rightly the big criticism of him is yeah. he just doesn't seem to have the gas. And the, the problem then is if if you become, you know, a meter faster every sort of second you're running, your thinking time, you know, you've you've got to make a choice. Yeah, that yeah. that much sooner. Um, and so, so, that, sorry, go on, Mikey. Because he's talking about Kai Evans and choices again with that pass, he yeah would have shown some maturity, like yeah. to to make that pass. I think, although, like you said, you, you want to have ball in hand and etc. Mm-hmm. Like you know, he didn't do anything wrong by keeping the ball in hand. Then, you know, yeah. you, there's you more than just a, a running and crashing the people kind of player. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm not going to write them off yet. I think is where I am. Yeah, agreed. Same. So the out-and-out wings we looked at, that is wings who probably won't play anywhere else. Uh, Rio Dyer's made it. Cuthbert and Rogers didn't. Uh, then we've got Zamet and Adams as wings who can realistically cover fullback. And with Adams, 
he's covered outside centre for Cardiff, but I mean, realistically, those boys are our wingers, right? Dyer, Zanet, yep. and Adams. Like, yeah. Right choice again, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. agreed. Um, any injuries outside the squad that we think might have made it? I'm, I'm struggling to think of any. I'd like to have seen Ryan Combia. <laughs> you've just been, because you've been, you've been banging that drum for almost a year yeah, now, yeah. And, I don't, and I don't even like the Scarlets but I think <laughs> between between Tom Rogers and Ryan Combia uh, I know Liam Williams was saying in the press earlier in the week like sort of Tom Rogers is um, is in the sort of Liam Williams vein sort of thing it's like in but tidy um, <laughs> um, but like you know Probably one of the the shine lights of the Scarlets at the start of the season last season was Ryan Combi, one of the few players along with Callum Buffon who would get him over the line and sort of like and put him points on the board. Uh, if, and, if you're having Combi, we're having the lane train in your head. Oh, yeah, I'm all for, <laughs> yeah, all for the lane train, right. definitely all for the lane train. Yeah, mind you, in a selfish like fan point of view, I'm glad he's not there, but also, yeah, I'm always sad when he's not, yeah. yeah. He, he had so many injuries this season, just little niggling ones. Like he's, uh, yeah. he, he'd have been an injury liability, I think, and that wouldn't have been good for Cardiff. No, no, no. one more season at Cardiff, score a couple more tries, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, right. So then we've got a probable outside centre who can cover the wing in, in George North, and I, you know, in an emergency, I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if Gatlin put Grady on the wing just for a laugh because he's big and he's fast, like against Portugal yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, why not? Like, <laughs> you know, um, and then I guess you've got Tompkins, who has played outside centre for Wales, but probably they're looking at 12. I mean, let's do North and Grady first. I think as out and out outside centres go, again, it wasn't. Oh, I don't know, though. Like, Joe Roberts did impress me. Yeah, he looked good. He looked very good, in fact. But again, it's, it's probably a, a, a matter of circumstance with him. Like, mm. I think um, if he had if he had had his debut as when Grady did and had had a few more games under his belt, that would have been a mm. quite an interesting um, competition between the two of them. But I think he did he did have a good showing. But similar to Kai Evans, I think you know not enough to worm his way yeah. in, but definitely excited to see more of him in the future. Yeah, so, and I guess similar similarly to Kai as well, his selection. Mikey did raise a few eyebrows when you know at least outside did. of. Outside of Clanachley, uh, but yeah, no, I thought he looked tidy. Mm. Yeah, Agreed. took took his break well against England. Uh, you know, um, uh, sort of presence of mind to to sort of play heads up rugby as well yep. and look for the pass rather than yep. debutant go for glory. Yep. Try and try and skin the fullback yourself. I, 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 don't, so. I don't know what his favourite hand is, but he, he passed off his left hand as well. It was a nice little pass. Mm. Yeah, uh, at at pace. Uh, right, so Mikey, it's got to be done. Inside centre, the probable inside centres are Tompkins and Johnny Williams at the expense of Max Clewellyn and Kieran Williams. I'm just going to put myself on mute and let you talk about that. Cheers, thanks very much. <laughs> In a position where I'm most at most adept at uh, talking about, of course. Give me the give me the front row any day, but like I think, you know. In a twelve, rugby rugby's never changed. Rugby's always wanted a gain line break in twelve, and yeah, Johnny Williams great in the weekend, played himself in. Uh, Max Llewellyn, 
you could, if he didn't succumb to the tackle, try to power through the tackle, I think he would have given himself a bit more chance of being in the squad. And I don't think Kieran Williams had the time to be able to do that. I mean, if he'd had the hour that Tompkins had, maybe he yeah. would have been in as well. And then, I mean, like, we've talked, to, I've talked to Glass Eight to see about how much I don't like Tompkins <laughs> as a player. <clears throat> well, my tongue back a bit there. But like, and we've said about it before, like, you know, what does he do? He's not a Gatlin 12 and... It's, it's weird to me, see, like, because I have no rugby training whatsoever, I, I, and in those circumstances, I tend to defer to the experts. And, like, Pivak and Gatland keep picking him. So, like, there must be something that I well, can't see. The only thing I've got I've got from other podcasts and what they say now, from ex-professionals and the media, etc. like, the, the only thing they're rattling around is the fact that he plays in a good club. Since when, right? Since when did playing <laughs> for Saracens mean that he was good enough for international caps? Yeah, I mean, by that logic, you know, if you play for a good club, everybody who plays for Cardiff should be flying. Well, this is, well, this yeah, is right. Exactly. exactly. So you agree, Mike? Yeah, you? absolutely. <laughs> Cardiff is a good club. There we go. We made him say it. <laughs> Sometimes it's just easier just to fall in line, isn't it? Roll with a pack or get left behind. I, uh, I, will, yeah, I, I will say, though, I, I like the look of Johnny Williams. I think he's uh, he's the 12 for me. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I only saw a like a, I was one eye on my phone catching up with, you know, memes and emails, one eye on the repeat of the game. And I did think Johnny looked, as you said, Mikey, aggressive and, and hungry. You just got to keep that going now through the, through the, the opportunities he gets in the war, in the pool games. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Llewellyn, yeah, probably similar to Kieran, really. Um, the time he did have probably didn't tear up any trees. No, which was looked, disappointing. Like, yeah, maybe looked a, bit shell-shocked against England in the first test, perhaps. Um, he had that one good uh, sort of 10-metre run uh, with his first touch of the ball, and uh, yeah, kind of like you know, I, I think maybe you could argue he was a victim of just trying too hard with the time he was given. Yeah, or potentially just concentrating too much on any defensive role he was given, because he, he would have had mm. quite a serious defensive role in the in that channel. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I wonder if maybe he's just got to develop his game a little bit, and I'm I'm sure like you know playing at Gloucester now for a season, he's uh, I I can't, I can't see him stagnating. I think he's going to push on a bit. But, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it depends on how how Gloucester want to use him and how how he plays and whether that fits with him and you yeah. know where, where 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 some players go, it doesn't doesn't always fit them as a player sort of thing. But you know, if you can get over the gain line and make his tackles. He's yeah. probably doing all right. Yeah. Now then, for outside halves, uh, we've got bigger. Uh, Gatlin said Costello's going as an outside half, but can cover scrum half. I mean, this is news to me, but apparently he did it once at <laughs> under twenties level. Uh, that's Gatlin being Gatlin, isn't it? Um, yeah. But if you're Owen Williams, you're probably a bit miffed at this Gareth Anscombe selection. It's almost like whatever you did, it's never going to be going. good enough. Yeah. I think. Um... Like when they're both fit, there's no question that Anscombe's the better player. And I just feel like he's probably that close to full fitness that Gatlin's just hedging his bets on, on that rather than leaving him at home and just taking a, a you know, an okay Owen Williams. And they're two different types of tens as well, like you know, like Owen Williams is a more play it cool, play it safe. 
where Anscombe is more sort of aggressively attacking the line and bringing sort of passing flat kind of thing. And we and and, and we all know bigger likes all up and under. So like you got three three tens there, and I think it's probably harking back to the way Anscombe bigger played before as well. Sort of one way one yeah. was supporting the other for twenty minutes at the end of the game. Don't get me wrong, yeah. like I'd love to see us actually manage to take that to a World Cup. And yeah. I think 2023 bigger and 2019 bigger probably aren't that far apart in terms nope. of their ability. I, I thought bigger no. bigger was looking good. It's just Anscombe is such an unknown for me. Um, you haven't seen a, him. Yeah, yeah it's, like you know, yeah. it's a risk. Like, so what 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 do you do then? Anscombe uh, takes a bump in that first game. What are you doing? Well, now, Mike, you've got some conspiracy theories about uh, well, proximity to players in France. I do. Is this the time to open up that can of worms? Go on. Good as time as any. <laughs> well, does that mean on uh, with, with my, my, my dark web theory, of course, like, um, does that mean Sam Davis is going to get a call up? Because <laughs> he's in France. Much in the same way. Much in the same way that Reese Webb's in France and they're only taking two scrum halves. Much in the same way as Alan Wynn is in France. They're only taking three second rows. Much in the same way as like all the other he's taking seven back rows. Ross Mariotti is hanging about there in the background as well. Yeah, I mean, none of this is beyond the realms of possibility. And it's, we all know that Gatland does like picking people who are nearby. It stinks of the Joggery <laughs> Six from the New Zealand Lions Tour. <laughs> But it has given us British and Irish lion Christian Dacey, which <laughs> it's given yeah. Brecon British and Irish lions <laughs> yeah, Christian <that's>... Dacey. <laughs> Brecon uh, inside centre cover. Yeah, what's all that Irish about? Lion, Christian Dacey. Uh, I tell you, two hooker okay, flanker, twelve. All right, behave. <laughs> know your yeah, place. We, we are living in the crazy timeline, aren't we? Yes. Uh, yeah. uh, in terms of out and out scrum halves, are not. Sam Costello from four years ago for 20 minutes. Uh, we've only taken two, uh, Thomas Williams and Gareth Davis. Um, risky? Definitely. Yes, definitely. Because, I mean, you need two scrum halves for every game. Yeah. And that's asking a lot yeah. of those two scrum halves. Um, unless, I, well, that's the thing though. But then if he, if he doesn't, if he puts Costello as replacement scrum half for one of the games, then he's got to have his other two tens so he's gonna have you'd have to have all three tens in the squad as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. Like maybe Wales is going down that um, old French route where you know nines and tens are fairly interchangeable. And uh, sacre bleu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it um, Morgan Parra? Was that the? <laughs> oh, Did yeah. Australia have some? Somebody yeah, Gitto get, get 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 stepped in at nine, didn't he? Freddie Michelac was a 9-10 was a as well, wasn't he, in yeah, France? Yeah, it, it happens quite a lot in French club rugby. Or, yeah, just, yeah. or he could be going uh, down the Italian Burger Master. <gasps> no! And getting, oh, and getting no. uh, Jack Morgan. Tom, or, Tommy uh, Raffle, yeah. Tommy Raffle. <laughs> oh, I'd take Basham and make a good nine. He's got, yeah. uh, got a little bit of fizz about him, like, hasn't he? I mean, this is, this is harsh and hardy as well, because, like, Realistically, Hardy was never overtaken either Davis or Williams, was he? No. Um, no. And for him not to go as the third choice scrum half, I mean, I mean, didn't actually back in the day, um, Shane Williams went as uh, as the third scrum half, scrum half cover, didn't yeah. He? yeah, yeah, in two thousand three, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it, yeah. So, I mean, Wales have got form for this, but I, I like to think that all other tier one point five nations will be taking. Uh, Three scrum halves. No, you're taking three hookers, you're taking three nines, you're taking three tens. That's kind of a given. Yeah. Re- if, so. if you're like, you know, them, th- 
that the two, nine, and ten, you can't really scrimp on them because, like, if one goes down, then you're buggered for the other one. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't help but think there's some Gatland fuckery going on here. Like, oh, yeah. out and out. Yeah, we know we we're too. We, we know this of old. Yeah. yeah, he's gone back to the rhetoric as well of 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 saying like, you know, nobody's working as hard. We've heard this before. Yeah, yeah, but you know, you, not that we sort of privy to many other countries' pre World Cup warm ups and preparations and such, but like you know, we kind of know what Gatland's about when it comes to conditioning. He's pretty, yep. pretty tough taskmaster. Tough, tough taskmaster for it. Oh, uh, speaking of Gatland fuckery, right? While I remember um, doing the game on Saturday, did we do any um, fake out caterpillars again? I didn't notice. I was probably four uh, pints deep. See, that's why yeah. Kieran Hardy hasn't been selected. He, he can't master the fake out caterpillar. That's, it must be. Yeah, it's the only logical explanation. Yeah, there we go. That's that's that sorted then. <laughs> <laughs> right then, uh, onto the forwards, out and out loose heads. We've got Domachowski, Smith, and Gareth Thomas. Uh, Kemsley, Matthias, missing out. It, it was always going to be yep. this, wasn't it, boys? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I think the th- three of them sort of offer a little bit, a little bit of something different in the loose. Like Domachowski's been carrying well around the park. We haven't seen that much of Gareth Thomas in the loose. Um, he did sort of faint away in the scrummaging department against England, but it's great to see Domachowski in. Where he's, I think nothing away from Maserati, of course. Like, but to put them both in at the same time mm. against South Africa was great for them, but didn't look great for them. Like, do you know what I mean? No, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, yeah, with with Domachowski, am I right in thinking? Looking back at the highlights, um, he actually did make a couple of little busts as well. He did a little bit of carrying on the weekend. He put a decent hit on um, RG Snayman. Yeah. Oh, nailed. Yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Azarati went for a, for a little grab on uh, Peter Steff as well. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are you doing? I, I, uh, honestly, I, I, I wish I'd, uh, I wish I'd be able to watch this one live. But, uh, yeah. Peter Steff um, would be shook up that as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, free, I tell you what, mind. I, I don't know who, and we're not going to do predictions today. But of those three, I, I, I couldn't tell you who's. First choice. No, it feels like we've we've come around a bit with our props availability, mm. and these three have all come good at the right time. Yeah, and it's like kind of the the situation for me is that I wouldn't be upset with any sort of combination of of two of those mm. on a team sheet. I think, yeah. um, I think each one of them offers something different, yeah. like Mikey said, and each one of them would be good coming off the bench. I think what's as well. What I think I've tend to sort of tailor towards is. He's like, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say bomb squad, right? But like, <laughs> Nicky, 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 I'm going to. No, what else can we call it? It's sort of, I don't know, the Bon Bon squad or something. I don't know. Sweeps on the bench or something. I don't know. Um, it's, it's squad bomb. Squad bomb. Anywhere yeah. it, 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 it should be squad bomb. Yeah. Yes, we yeah. call it squad bomb then. <laughs> um, like, Nicky Smith coming on to, to add a different dynamic after, after um, Domachowski. I, in my humble assessment, for what it's worth, probably probably not a lot. Um, Domitrasu has been doing all right. Yeah, he's but, he's exceeded my expectations yeah. a bit. And of course, yeah. playing loose and tight is clearly two different positions. Hmm. But I think Domitrasu's probably done more with his opportunities, particularly in the scrum, than. Hmm. And I, I don't want to say Azrari hasn't because he has. He's he's fronted up. Really well, 
but if you've got split hairs, yeah, then Henry Thomas yeah, and Tom Francis, no, yeah, yeah. I, I also think maybe there's a little bit of um, official management going on here because, like, Aserati's quite fresh on the scene, yeah. and he might be seen as a weak link in a in a scrum by referees. Yeah, and you know, once once you get that impression of a prop, it's hard yeah. to undo the unconscious bias sometimes. So I yeah. wonder if maybe there's a bit of that going on. I would um, agree totally. But I, if you made me guess, I would say Gareth Thomas is probably probably the starter. Do you reckon? I think so. I think I think maybe. But you know, who, well, yeah. <laughs> we, 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 we see no reason for Nicky Smith not to be in the Pivac in the, in the Pivac squad, and now yeah. you know, and now he's in with Wales, and we're not necessarily having that same conversation whether he should be there or not. Mm. It's more of a case of where does he sit? Does yeah. he sit in a starting fifteen, or is he is he coming on as that power player to freshen yeah. things up in the last twenty? It'll, it'll be super interesting. On to the hookers then. Um, so, yeah, as we've sort of spoken about then, uh, Sam Parry didn't make it. We've got Elliot D, Ryan Elias, and co-captain Dewey Lake. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like, well, yeah, and I've said this already, Parry has done eye-catching things, but I wonder if that was enough for Gatland. But the other three seem then, like, steadier hookers, perhaps. The, the, the word with Elias is that he's, a, he's an ox, strong as an ox. All right, fine. But it doesn't take away bringing down a line out, bringing down a ball on your own line and getting a yellow card. <laughs> What's the um, statute of limitations on that one now, Mikey? When... <laughs> what do you mean? When, 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 when does that become a bygone for you? It doesn't. <laughs> and what do, you, what do you have, 10 minutes to, to, to prove himself and he pulled up with a hammy? Yeah. You look after yourself and warm up, lad. I mean, warm your hamstrings <laughs> up. <laughs> What, what do you reckon he was doing? He was uh, he was on Queen Street and Smiths. Uh... Well, I don't know what he was doing. He could have been doing anything, couldn't he? He was sat in the bloody changing with a fucking ice cream, for all I know. <laughs> uh, I think um, uh, before the World Cup, these were the three I was I would have selected uh, to to go. Mm. Uh, Elias is a shock just based on his injury. But obviously, they must not be expecting it to take him out of many group games. Yeah, I think the the other thing is he's like Sam Parry looked like he was busting a gut to get noticed, but also it was coming off for him. Yeah, which I'm surprised mm. hasn't worked in his favour. Um, you'd think if he was sort of hitting a bit of the straps, like within the game and within training, then surely you'd like to think you're going to turn a coach's head. I mean, this is because, yeah, like we've said, like a lot of players have been busting a gut to get notice and then balls in up. But I don't think we've seen that from Parry. So I, I think he can be rightfully aggrieved. Um, while we're on this, what do you lads make of the co captaincy thing? I'm not a fan. Uh, I like it. I think, um, I think realistically, they are probably the best options for captains. And. I just wonder how much of that is based on them not knowing how much of the World Cup Dowie will uh, be around for. Yeah, I, I I can see it. Oh, hang on, Mikey is gesturing that there's there's yet more breaking news. <laughs> breaking on, news Mikey. in the uh, Farrell debacle. Oh. Listen, listen to this now. All right, you're gonna you're gonna drop a bollock or something, right? I'm going to put myself on mute so that there's no... Actually, no, I want, I want no. my live reaction. Yeah, I want your live reaction. Ed, you ready? Live reaction. 
I'm ready. <clears throat> the appeal committee accepted submission on behalf of the of the player that the England versus the Ireland versus England match on the 19th of August, for which the player was voluntarily stood down, would be included as part of the sanction. Uh, Therefore, suspension applies to the following matches. Ireland, 19th of August. Fiji, 26th of August. Argentina, 9th of September. Japan, 17th of September. Fucking bullshit. So you guys a little warm-up match against Chile before... Uh... Jesus. That, right, so first there's of all... The there's, there's a precedence now, right? The, RF, the, the, the World Rugby of... Of, of spent all day eating biscuits, all right, and they've come to they've they've done themselves a disservice. They've so the the RFU by standing down, they knew the ban was coming. I think then, yeah, they, um, that, that game shouldn't count. That course not. that island yeah. game shouldn't count. Yeah, that's like saying right, just in case I do get found guilty and get given a jail term, I'll go now. And then, yeah, <clears throat> you know. but I do actually sort of cut someone's head off with a bread knife. Yeah, because like. By, by being voluntarily stood down, um, he wasn't learning a lesson based on being found guilty. Uh, yeah. At the time, he would have probably said, well, I've been found not guilty. And as it stood, the yeah, that's, no, that's bullshit. No, yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. Because there's, there's, and the, and, yeah. and the, the, the detail in the, in the, in the build up to the, to the, uh, this case, was going to be that England were going to try and um, mitigate the the amount of games missed with that game, and now they've they've gone and got what they wanted. Surely, in a situation like that, when the player is is in contravene of a team game, then that's got no bearing yeah. on whether he on on, the, on what games he misses. And but going to mitigation mitigating factors as well. I know they they mitigate. If the player admits, yeah, um, admits foul play, mm. which he did, but then like the fact that he said he didn't, he didn't like. Uh, anyway, I, I won't get into too much detail, but the fact that he didn't think it was a red card should should yeah. not, yeah, should should work against him because yeah. then they should be well. The fact you don't realize how bad it is is a, is a reason for another match ban. Like, and all this while there's a tackle height road show going on right now. Yeah. Unreal. <laughs> what what is World Rugby got against itself? Everything. Every, it looks. <laughs> it wakes up in the morning, looks in the mirror, and goes, "What are you doing, ugly?" I'm gonna do my. I'm gonna do like best to bomb you. Yeah, this is. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is ridiculous. Uh, well, okay. It'd be interesting to see where the Billy one goes now. I bet they're gonna be like. Billy missed. Uh, Billy has missed fourteen games in the last two years. So uh, that's the oh, fourteen cause... match ban. But uh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's time served because he missed games before he made the high tackle. Because he, you know. <laughs> and that's yeah. gonna that would work, right? If 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 if, 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 if he was QC, Reese, then right, right. But yeah, fine, they'd accept so, that. I, I I watched a film last night about the nature of time not being a, a linear concept, and more, more like all time is happening all the time, basically. And one of the overarching themes in that is. It, people are like alive and dead at the same time because all time is happening now. So yeah, basically, because all time is happening now, uh, Farrell has served some of his ban because he's missed some games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> makes perfect sense. Yeah, so it doesn't matter when the tackle, if the tackle happened before or after, because there's no such thing as before or after. Yeah, 
just, just before we finish up on that point, uh, a friend of the pod did send that to us. Uh, f- friend of the pod, Jordan. So thanks very, thanks very much for that. She's not going to listen, but there we are. No, I wonder if Jordan knew this is going to result in hard sci-fi uh, <laughs> theories. <laughs> uh, the the flat circle version of time. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, tight eds. Speaking of the flat circle <laughs> yes. nature of time, uh, we have got Tom Francis, Henry Thomas, Dylan Lewis at the expense of Kieran Aserati. Again, fair probably. Um, before yep. any of the games, I would have probably had her as a toss-up between Aserati and Thomas, but if you're looking for a scrummager, I think Thomas is your man. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, as we alluded to earlier, uh, Aserati kind of got shown up a bit with his inexperience at international tight head. Mm. Um, and and like you said, Reese as well, you know, once you get that into a ref's head, it's very difficult for them to to see differently. So um, I think going with Henry Thomas, who scrummaged really well, uh, as well as being, you know, decent around the pitch as well in areas is, is uh, the right choice. Yeah. Um, I wonder if Leon Brown had remained fit, whether we'd have seen Henry Thomas going quite this deep and then into the World Cup. Uh, you've got to wonder whether, if you look at the pecking order, as mm. it's become apparent, like, I think what, what, what helped Azarati to the squad was Domachowski. Yeah, no, I can see your point, I think. And that, you know, they worked so well together with, yeah. you really look back at that sale game where they yeah. demolished the sale, a decent sales pack as well. Yeah. But, I mean, like we've said before in the pod about um, Leon Brown, all the will in the world wants Leon Brown to be the next tight end we see for the next 10 years. Mm. But yeah. with, with injuries, I know Ed, you're a big fan, like, you know. Yeah, and like huge fan, like, and he's and he just doesn't seem to last two minutes. Can't string the season together yeah, for whatever reason. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully you can get. You know, there's there's obviously like a, a, a you know a medical frailty in there somewhere that isn't quite getting sorted out as well as it should be, and hopefully you know they can get the bottom of that and get him injury free for a good run of games and. Like yeah. he's had a he's had a hand. I'm not sure how many caps he's had, but I'm sure he's had, he's had a handful of caps. Like and, mm. and 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 again, he's probably in that same vein as Azarati. Not not having that much had much exposure to that yeah. level of competition to improve his game. Yeah, maybe yeah. you can look at the Euro, at the European level of rugby they've been playing at as well, which doesn't yeah. help matters. But yeah, okay. Uh, if we jump into the locks, then we're only taking three out and out locks. Beard. Dav Jenkins, Will Rowlands, with Ben Carter, Reese Davis, and Teddy Williams missing out. I guess you could argue, based on the evidence of the last three games, that Carter and Davis could probably feel aggrieved that they weren't there in place of Beard. Given that England game where the slider went to pot, yeah, and Adam Beard was the senior second row on the day, yeah, making them calls, then, I mean, like. <sighs> Adam B is is clearly in there for his experience, mm. but yeah, like, like you know, there's there's a lot of chat about Reece, around Reese Davis, who's like does a lot of the graft, mm. like that, that goes unseen, yeah, uh, and he was putting that team to sort of nullify the blatant shithousery of Maro Toji, but obviously Toji kept his shithousery away from the breakdown by whooping and hollering, which nobody likes either if you watch Twitter. 
See also Ben Earls. See also um, Ben Earls. <laughs> oh, ah, a wee one, Oh, God. Uh, England won, I think, Ireland overthrew a line or something. Yeah. And, and, well, England were getting pummeled, and Ben Earls just went absolutely mental. It was just like, chill out, mate. Oh, bruv, yeah. Even, even, to, even Sir Clyber came out and uh, has, has, has an element of disdain about it as well. And, and, and fair to him, fair play to him, like. Now, we, we are taking Shinzer as well, who covers Locke, but is probably currently a blind side. But that second test against England, he had come on at Locke, and that's where I've liked him best when I've seen him. Yeah. But, but that was in the loose, so, you know, he wasn't really doing Locke mm. things. But but, but I, I said this the other day, like, I think playing Shinzer in the, in the second row gives you an option to have another back row on the field. Yeah, yeah. It is, and, it yeah. is with his athleticism, and... I don't contradict myself here with saying, like, you know, we don't need a hybrid. Yeah. But, like, if you've got a second row who's active around the park, who's fit enough around the park, who's making the tackles, mm. making the carries, yeah. I mean, that's a bonus. That's an asset. I, I think I see it. And also, you know, as we're only taking three out and out locks, I, I wonder if we will see him play well, that role quite a I, bit. I think he's going to be there more often than not. I think, like, yeah. do you think, open question, like, you know, to, 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 to you chaps here, do you think we're going to see a 6-2 split in one of the games where, you know, you, you have Chunza on the bench as a potential lock, but as a potential back row cover as well? I, maybe, because, I mean, we as we discussed in the backs, there's a lot of flexibility. You can shift the backs around quite a bit. Um, so, yeah, it, that might not surprise me. And the, the other thing that possibly I'm looking at here is if you've got a Shinza character at lock, that gives you the flexibility to put a Lydia at, at six then? Yeah. I think so. Of a, of a of a more of a more of a grafting kind of mm. like a bruiser kind of a six way yeah. who who picks up the, 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 the graft of a second row, but then you've got like the, the, the athleticism of a second row picking up the the around the park of of, of a slow moving six. Yeah. Uh anything to add on the lock side? No. Um uh, just basically echoing what you guys have said, I did think um, I would have probably gone for Reese Davis over Adam Beard uh, personally and just mm. think that he had a better show in. And yeah. I feel he had much more aggression around the park uh, than Adam Beard did. Yeah. Um, but I, I like you. I agree with Shinza. I've liked him better when he's been a second rower than a, than a six. I don't know if like he's got is it, I don't know if he just feels like he's got too much to think about as a six or as a second row is a bit more simplistic. Yeah. And and just lastly on the second row situation, um, first second row goes down, Alan Wynn's coming in. <laughs> it's a conspiracy hour now. We've moved on from forward. So, uh... You heard it your first. The, the I, listeners heard it your first on the Forbidden Love Rugby conspiracy podcast. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll do a new jingle ready for the, for when it happens. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so of all the back rowers we've seen in the three games, only one is missing out. Um, Tane Plumtree. Uh, we are taking Lydia as a out and out blindside. Wainwright is, I guess, a blindside stroke eight. Jack Morgan is an open side who has played six. Tommy Raffalo, I think, is going to be an out and out open side. Basham is seems to be an eight, but can also cover seven. And then. Falato obviously are out and out eight. Uh, Plumtree's going to be probably a bit miffed that he's the only one not going, but 
of that bunch? Do you think that's fair? I think Plum. Yeah. yeah I think Plumtree struggled with an identity. Mm-hmm. I think. I think the you know he had all this hype about being you know a hybrid back rower, and I think he was probably he's very successful at a club level, but you know stepping that up into international got found out especially with his ball control at the back of a scrum against England. Um, he was very good when he came on against England and Wales. Uh, got found out against England at eight and obviously ultimately went off injured. So we don't know how much the injury played into his um, uh, being dropped. But I think um, I think sometimes if you class yourself as a hybrid player, you've got to be shit hot in all the positions. I just, I just don't think it worked for him. You know, I think that second test was a real eye-opener and that's probably what ultimately uh, worked against him then. I um I bumped into Plumtree and Nick Tompkins in Big Tesco recently. And I, I will oh. say Plumtree is a fucking unit. He is massive. He is so is he? tall, like so broad. I was like like I saw his back first as a glass to be a pro rugby player. Like just <laughs> like straight away. They were um, they emerged from the biscuit aisle together. Bourbons uh, for the boys, was it? Bourbons for the boys. But um, <laughs> I, I will say Nick Tompkins was playing proper shit out of his ribs. He was um Trying to like link arms with him the whole time. Just I'm surprised. Oh, <laughs> generally surprised. And then, like, Plum Tree's up now. He's like, fuck off, fuck off. He's like, just try, try. It's, it's quite funny to watch, actually. And then they went for the self checkout and uh, off on their way. Who paid? Oh, I didn't, I didn't get that. Close. I was, I was sort of who pays for the bisc- Who pays yeah. for the moments for the boys? Yeah, well, I, I would imagine it's the player who doesn't make it into the final cuts. Yeah. Oh. Probably, uh, yeah. <laughs> if I had a guess, I'd say they were on Plum Tree. Uh, right so we've decided we're not going to do a match day 23 prediction this week we'll we'll wait until closer to the time because we'll probably get injury news and see if Mikey's conspiracies come through but now might be a good time to do a little prediction on the road to the final so we're going to go pool by pool lads try and come to a consensus on first and second and then then do the knockout bracket and uh, yeah and then we'll finish up. Is, does that sound good? Yeah. We have just lost Ed, so if um, if he doesn't come back, uh, Mikey and I will have to reach a consensus on each of these options. Uh, so, Mikey, Pool A, you've got New Zealand, France, Italy, Uruguay, Namibia. And I think, ultimately, it comes down to who's going to be first and second out of New Zealand and France. Yeah, yeah, straight shoot out. Uh, Ed... Uh, Pool A, New Zealand, France, Italy, Uruguay, Namibia. It's going to be New Zealand and France in some shape or form, right? Yeah, winner of the opening match will be top of that group. Yeah, uh, right. So we need a consensus. Um, uh, give me France choke, ironically, New Zealand top <laughs> the group. Yeah, agree. I think France oh. have uh, I think France have done their choking and they're going to be top of the group. Right, unfortunately, that's two against one there, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> So we're having to do New Zealand, France. Um, third place in each group, by the way, gets automatic qualification for the next World Cup. Um, that's probably going to be Italy out of Italy, Uruguay, Namibia, I'd have thought. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, right. Pool B. South Africa, Ireland, Scotland, Tonga, Romania. Oh. oh Scotland have had a good summer series. And like Tonga have got a pile of all-backs playing from. Oh, they're still there. Yeah. Yeah, but, I, but, I don't see it. Yeah. Oh, uh, by the way, um, 
going back to um, Blood and Mud fifth shout out. Uh, <laughs> they they said that Squidge pointed out um, that Wales was shaping up to do a Scottish attack quite a lot, and South Africa was snuffing it out quite early on. Um, first of all, I, I'm wondering if maybe. So I said, I'll do us a favour, lads. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. I ball for that. That's a conspiracy if ever you'd one. But also, uh, or, you know, because it had been such a weird coincidence if Wales were trying to play Scotland tactics. Why would they, why would they if yeah. it wasn't going to benefit South Africa in some way? But, yeah, so uh, this one to me, right, if you can get the Irish or the box nervous enough towards the end of the pool, I can see... Scotland upset in the apple cart. Now, the fi- Ireland's final game is Scotland. Oh, that's going to be tasty. <laughs> that's shaping up to be quite a good pool now, like, isn't it? Because that's... Yeah. Bar Romania. Is it yeah. Romania? And you, you can't can't write them off, of course. Like, But you know, you would suggest right. with the other I'm four. Gonna, I'm going to do our listeners a favour. I'm writing off Tonga and Romania. Yeah. Just, we, we need to keep this short. Yeah. <laughs> See, I think, I think Scotland, South Africa, Ireland can each... Like one would beat the other, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so, what if it goes one, one, one? Like, do you know what I mean? And it's got to go back to try count or like you know, yellow cards, red cards, like mm. you know. Well, all right, Ed, you first, top and second, South Africa, Ireland, Mikey. Yeah, I think so. All right, well, I was going to go the other way around. I was going to go Ireland, South Africa, after all that. Uh, but, yeah, two you boys, one. that's two against one. <laughs> I made the rules. i got to stick by them. <laughs> right then, pool C. <laughs> oh, by the way, Scotland to get in automatic qualification there, aren't they? Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be one of them One of them three. It's going to be like, you know, I mean. Yeah. Uh, right, Wales, Australia, Fiji, Georgia, Portugal, Elva, bloody group. I'm glad we've got Fiji up first. Get that out of the way. Can yeah. I say, look, look, look at the first four... First three pools, but yeah, there mm. seems to be four teams in each pool. Four teams in each pool, as it stands in in terms of international world rugby, world rugby, mm. the small W world rugby, worldwide rugby, mm. that that are looking reasonably strong. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean Georgia have beaten Wales in recent history and Italy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. No, I like, think I I think because Wales have got Fiji first up, I'm. Fairly comfortable in saying, I think we'll win that. Yeah. Then we've got Portugal. I think we'll win that. Yep. Then it's the Wales Australia game. We'll win that. By yep. which point Australia have played Georgia and Fiji. Now, if Fiji do a number on Australia having lost to us. Yeah, I see that. Australia are going to be in a right old state. And I don't think that's going to do Australia any good whatsoever because I think it's it's just going to put them behind the back foot they're already on. Didn't they? They just employed Steve Hansen, haven't they? Which, on a, no. a short term, I believe, yeah. yeah. Advisory just, role. He, just went a nice little holiday to France, didn't he? I mean, like, um, I mean, I mean uh, Eddie Jones and Steve Hansen in the same coaching team. Really? Yeah, yeah. Good cop, bad cop? Yeah. Then you've got, after that, Fiji, Georgia... Which, oh, shit, like, by, the, by this point, like Georgia have lost a game against Australia and probably beaten Portugal, so they'll be scrapping. 
Georgia, Georgia, Fiji got like you know, got like just bodies strewn everywhere, written all over it for me. Yeah, oh, Christ, I can't call this one. Um, I'm going. Uh, go on. <laughs> say it. Say it. Wales, because Fiji. Yeah, I agree. Same. I agree. What? <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like. Uh, Fiji were hard done by in the last World Cup. There's things that have come out, out about it since. Um, yeah, yeah. Hodges' uh, shoulder to the face of um, the seven. He was on fire. I can't remember who it was now for Fiji. Uh, he was on fire for Fiji that day. He had to go off HIA. Reese Hodge stayed on, ended up scoring yeah. a try in the second half. But um, oh, by, by rights, now that's a sanction. That's a, uh, yeah. one of them yellow cards but with a review, isn't it? I hope they're targeting that match. I hope they're, they're probably going to be thinking. We're gonna go out against us, but I feel like ultimately we'll but we'll just have a bit too much for them, and then they'll regather uh, for Australia and finish second. Okay, and then finally, then Pool D: England, Japan, Argentina, Samoa, Chile. For me, that's Argentina, England. Like yeah, Japan, yeah, yeah. I think that's quite an easy one there. Uh, right, so... Who are the other... It was Argentina, England, Japan. Who were the other two? Samoa and Chile. Uh, yeah, yeah third Chile. place in that could be tasty, actually, because... Yeah. It's not It's not necessarily going to be Japan, is it? No. No, it's, it's not. It'll be a good game, Samoa, Japan. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Um, all right, then. So let's do the brackets. So, winner of Pool C... Wales versus England in the quarterfinals. <gasps> oh, I fancy yeah. Wales for that. I gotta say, because if, if on recent showings, yeah, 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 Wales. All right. <laughs> are, uh, we, are, we, are we doing? Are we, have we got an unconscious bias here as a pod? Of course, we yes. Have, yes. <laughs> it's not even unconscious. Like, we, we know it. We know it. Just, okay, just make so... sure that we we know what we're doing. Yeah. So then it's winner of B versus runner-up of A. That's South Africa, France. Ooh. <laughs> France. Uh, really? Yeah. I don't know. I think... I, I tell you what, South Africa, uh, New Zealand on Friday is going to help a lot with yeah. this prediction. What, what, oh, God. What time's that on? Not uh, sure, but I will. It's the evening. What channel is it on? Probably uh, Prime? Stan Sport, apparently. Uh, I don't know what uh, that is. I'll find a stream. <laughs> um, that's a bad I, I got that. I, I, I don't think it's prime because it's not classed as the summer series. Yeah, those fuckers. Right, <laughs> South Africa, France. We need to come to consensus. Then. South, Af- South Africa, I guess. My vote. For some reason, my gut was saying South Africa there. Oh, Sorry, Ed. What have you got against France this evening? <laughs> <laughs> I Endemax gonna. That is huge. Yeah. Losing that hairdo is just criminal. Uh, uh, I think South Africa got too much in the tank. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not saying they showed it all on Saturday, but they've got some heavy hitters where they need it. Oh, then, lads. The next quarterfinal, winner of D, runner-up of C, could be one of the quarterfinals of all time, Argentina-Fiji. Wow. Oh, what a game that, that could be! That's yeah. that's Fiji's opening gambit for entry into the rugby championship. That's an excellent point. Um, oh. my my gut there says Argentina. That'll that'll be it for Fiji. Yeah. It's too far. Yeah, I think so. 
Uh, well, um, as seems to be the theme this evening, I'm going to go against you too. I feel <laughs> like I feel like they'll be too buoyed by the run in the group stage, and they'll have they'll have too much for Argentina. They could be yeah. a team who live off momentum. Yeah, they get a couple yeah. of wins under the belt, and it only does well for them. So I see what you're saying. I, I buy into it. Yeah, but I I <laughs> do think Argentina would be too too much rugby championship. Forum. Yeah. Uh, right. So that then gives us winner of A versus runner up of B, which is New Zealand, Ireland. <laughs> right, or New Zealand, right? Yeah. The, the prophecy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, you know, Ireland aren't going to shake off that, you know, not getting past the quarters tag anytime soon, are they? I, 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 not against New Zealand in a World Cup. Can't see it. But I think New Zealand put their claim down the other day when they yeah. did absolutely smite South Africa in in, in New Zealand. Yeah, when they want to, they can. It's oh, just yeah. they got to. I'm not saying they don't want to, but like they they can turn it on when they need to. Right, semi final one then would be Wales South Africa. For me, that's South Africa all day. <sighs> like we we saw what happened last weekend. <laughs> yeah. Although we Although... we've seen theirs, they haven't seen ours. No, so. that's true. There is that, but not South Africa for me. Like you, if you if you talk about to have a look, at, if you have a look at Wales' strongest fifteen against South Africa's any fifteen, yeah, I think you're right. I think yeah, Wales full. I think the two strongest fifteens are probably closer together than people <laughs> give credit for, but it's just the depth that South Africa have is just yeah, uncomparable. But yeah, South when, Africa is for that. When South, when South Africa bring the bench on, fuck, they bring a bench on. Yeah, yeah. All right, and then we'd have Argentina, New Zealand, and and for me, that's the end of Argentina's run as well. Like yeah. I know, Argentina play with passion, and we've seen it. And I'd like to see that blue and white jersey get further than that. Oh, totally, I agree. Oh, with that. yeah, hundred percent. We'd love to see Argentina in the final, but yeah. So I think Gerd and I are saying New Zealand there, aren't we? Yeah. So sorry, Mikey. That's, I, uh... I'm not not saying New Zealand. It's just like <laughs> I mean. I... It's right decent, tough one, but yeah, Bronze final Wales, Argentina, Wales, Wales, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Wales third. So, so, are we saying Wales would beat New Zealand then? No, 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 Wales <laughs> are losing. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we've, we've got the wrong side of the draw, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then the final, then New Zealand to Africa, it's the final everyone wants. And we get a, and we get a bit of a sneak preview. If our predictions are correct, we get a bit of a sneak preview this weekend. Mm, true. Um, ah, shit. So new, at this point, New Zealand have beaten Ireland and Argentina to get there. South Africa have beaten France and Wales, Wales to get there. Oh, Ireland and France are so good at the minute. Um, that is such a bastard of a final, isn't it? Yeah. That's amazing. Ah, I can I can see her under the lights in France. Oh, oh, worldy. Um, my gut saying South Africa. It's that it's that intense a fixture. Hmm. you could run it through a through a through one of these predictor machines, and it would come out forty nine fifty one. Yeah, that's how that's how tight it is with it. With it, I feel like the pressure cooker. And the intensity, and just how fucking 
attritional that game would be would suit South Africa more somehow. Yeah, I think I agree. I think I reckon New Zealand will probably go into that favourites, and South Africa have, have like proven to be tournament teams. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think I'm. Yeah, I think I'm leaning more towards South Africa for that game. Back to back World Cups for South Africa then. They could bring it into an arm wrestle, which New Zealand can compete with. Yeah, an upfront right. arm, arm wrestle. So you think South Africa, gold, New Zealand, silver, Wales, bronze, Argentina, fourth. There we go. Imagine like that. Might after the, imagine that after the last four years. Can you, yeah. Can, no, Gatland, Gatland has said, like, um, are we going to do something special? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what we, we spe- haven't what, finished third under him before, so, you know, that would be an second improvement. Could, can, yeah. and, and can you imagine that with the squads you've had before? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. All right. This is, is very subjective with other squads, other world, other countries have had, but we all seem to, seem to have had the most tumultuous last four years yeah. than any other country in the world. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't know that in, in depth, of course, but like, imagine like ending up with the with the bronze medal <laughs> in the circumstances that we've been up against. You know, yeah. like with 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 Pivac, with with Wales playing twenty four different combinations. Uh, t- uh, was it twenty? 22 different centre combinations in 42 matches. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. But there we go, boys. We'll win the World Cup in Australia, is what you're saying, Mikey. Yeah, well, like, I'd, I'd like to think that, like, and I think that's with that... Coached crop... by Eddie Jones. <laughs> in, in, in another universe somewhere, I'm sure that's the case. With right, Titan then, running alongside each other. Uh, we should probably wrap it up by rattling through the last few shout-outs, etc. Um, first of all, then, uh, a word on Elna Snowzill, who's called time on a professional rugby player to start um, coaching. Excellent move for her, but what a legend. 14-year career, yeah. and it's, it's, yeah. it's not to be sniffed out, of course, like, is it? And, you, I, know, you don't play that I, long I at that level. Thing is, it's not been easy, either. No, like, of course Welsh not. women's rugby has been in peaks and troughs the whole time oh, yeah. throughout her career. That's, yeah, you think about it, that's a 14-year career that's been predominantly amateur. In, in, yeah. And in, and in the shadow. She's had to work alongside playing. Yeah. Yeah, and you wouldn't have wouldn't have expected that of any of international player in the men's team, which is yeah, yeah. a darn shame. And I mean, think about women's rugby in 2009. You wouldn't have predicted it have come this far. No. And no. has the potential to go much further than it has already i mean yeah. four world cups in that time two third places in the six nations um i think that was this year and, and the year before yeah uh, and, and, uh, and no, no. bristol 76 caps I mean, yeah she's been amazing she's been a stalwart she's been a huge advocate uh on and off the pitch uh for you know lgbtq plus um uh um awareness and uh mm-hmm. and you know what a place to leave Welsh rugby as well, because uh, you yeah. know the the contracts that are now available to the players, um, yeah. the sort of like amazing upward trajectory the team is on, yeah. the sort of the strength and depth that they now seem to have as well, which is not something yeah. they've probably ever been able to boast about yeah. before. Yeah, and a, a very touching video on Twitter as well that. Uh... I encourage you all to try and take a look at it if you can. Uh, we've just lost Mikey. Hopefully, we get him back because he's got a couple of shout outs. Ah, here he comes. Oh, there he is. 
Um, but before we ask Mikey about those, uh, I'd like to shout out Porth Harlequins, who are hosting Cardiff RFC on Thursday after our fixture against um, Cardiff Uni got cancelled. So, yeah, that's going to be a good one. <laughs> <Yes>. uh, thanks, <laughs> guys, and good luck. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try my best to get down there. Uh, right, it looks like we're sort of struggling to get Mikey back. I can't quite see him. Um, so I think Ed, we might as well call her a night there then. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just want to shout out the Jets who actually, if you've been listening to the, mm. uh, the pod last week, did manage to win the championship nine from nine, I believe. So, uh, well done to yeah. Biz and the boys. I know Mikey said it was a 27, 20 win against, Bruce, uh, no, uh, Bridgend, uh, yes, Blue Bulls. Blue Bulls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'll forgive us, we're not, uh. We're not normally rugby league guys, but uh, Mikey will yeah. tweet about it on his uh, yes. X handle. And he did have a forbidden love, but we'll uh, we'll get that from him next time. All right, so uh, thanks everybody for listening. Please get in touch if you've heard anything in error that you'd like us to uh, set the record straight on. And we'll see you next time. Take it easy and tara. Cheerio.